0: You are listening to WHUP LP hillsboro Good evening. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides Orphans and Oddities. I hope you're having a nice weekend. I left a couple of clues on my uh, Facebook page about what today's show would be about. Um, we'll be playing some Elephant's Memory later on and selection from the two... Failed Attempts at Record Companies, started by Ringo Starr and George Harrison, respectively. And a little bit more of the uh, Otis F. Otter stuff that I was playing last week. Got a really good reaction, and I'm uh, going to play some more of that toward the end of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you were uh, in high school, junior high school, high school, uh, in my era, I don't know if they still do this today, but they used to have these notebooks that were covered with this kind of denim-like material, this cloth material. It was dark blue like denim. And what you would do is you would write down in pen what your favorite group was. Uh, Leonard Skinner. Let's see, I was from West Seneca. Uh, Jethro Tull. Um, uh, Sometimes Bruce Springsteen, but rarely. Journey. Foghat, Frampton, Ted Nugent, uh, Uriah Heep, things like that. So I was thinking, what would be the strangest thing to see written in pen on a denim notebook? What is the thing that would cause the most derision? And I thought about it and I thought about it. And you could say ABBA, but ABBA was actually pretty popular and people bought their records in droves. And you could say Barry Manilow, and you wouldn't really dare admit to liking Barry Manilow, but you liked him. But there was one group, one band, that was ubiquitous in the 70s, in the 60s and 70s, and the 80s, and even now, that has had an ongoing cultural presence since 1969, whether you want them to or not. And in the early 70s, they were signed to Kama Sutra Sutra Records for whom they released a series of albums. And most of the albums consisted of covers of a certain kind, but there were also originals. And the guy who wrote most of the originals' name was Scott Simon, and his name was Screamin' Scott Simon. And he was a piano player, but he was also a pretty good songwriter. And in fact... He wrote, co-wrote one of the songs in the uh, movie Grease. And the song was Sandy, which you know. John Travolta sang that. And uh, the band, of course, was Sha Na Na. Sha Na Na performed at Woodstock in 1969. They, I think that they were the ones before Hendrix. I'm not sure. But they made a pretty big impression because seeing such commitment to fifties nostalgia. I don't think had been done before and it was shocking. I mean, in the movie you only see them for a minute and a half, but the choreography and the attitude and the outfits was kind of neat, kind of new. And, uh, about a year after that, the, uh, original Broadway musical Greece came out actually 1971. And it was a lot different than the musical that you're used to, the one that you see on TV. And when I say that Shanana is ubiquitous, I mean every time Greece is on TV, there's Shanana. They're the band that's performing at the uh, the big TV dance. They're the ones who perform uh, Born to Hand Jive and um, Those Magic Changes and uh, things like that. So, what you might not know about Shanana, and nobody wrote Shanana on their notebook, by the way, nobody. But what you might not know about them is that they had a pretty good songwriter and they they wrote some okay songs. And they they're not great, but they're not bad. And I'm going to play you uh some of the cuts and a single from their from 1972 uh um The Night The Night is Still Young was the album and it's got some neat stuff on it. Uh so this is the uncoolest act you can imagine. Sha Na saying, "Hey, what's your favorite band?" "Oh, it's it's Na Na." The words just don't come. Anyway, I'm going to play you some songs and then I'll talk a little bit more about them uh, after this. <laughs>
1: 14th century When no one had invented Glasses Walking all around Were they more tuned in to sound Did everything they set their eyes on Seem to merge with those frenzy blending into all his oneness or did they just squint to read the final print scores on scores of squinting people kneeling at the groping steeple please
0: wasn't bad that was uh only one song from nineteen seventy five the album was shana now and uh immaculately produced not bad for nineteen seventy five pop music pretty good album well arranged well orchestrated well sung shana Na, who knew before that glasses which was that solo uh, piano piece you can tell that whoever sang and wrote that was Somebody who, who knew music pretty well, and that was that was Bowser Bauman. That was the guy you see in the um, the sleeveless black T shirt, making the goofy faces and singing to kids in wheelchairs. And um, that was uh, from. These are all from the album. Um, what did I say? I said before that um, "Bouncing Your Boogie" and uh, "Top Forty of the Lord." So I know you're going to go out and buy every Shanana album that you can find and they are not easy to find they are all out of print and i don't think that they're they might have been uh released some sort of vanity product anyway let me listen to this for a second hang on a second hey, hang on okay now we're going to talk about elephant's memory oh by the way, i'm sorry i forgot to mention um shana Uh, had a guy named Henry Gross in the band when it started out. He was in the band for two years. He was their lead guitarist, and he performed at Woodstock, if you look for him. But they really go by in a flash. You can't really tell who's up there, and Bowser was not in the band at that time. But Henry Gross was the guy who ended up having a top 40 hit, and top 10 hit in America called Shannon. Shannon is gone away. That's Henry Gross, and he was in sha Isn't that something? Well, that's your little cla- that's your little uh, talk about um, sha na uh, They were they're still around touring. There's still some original members, including Scott Simon, um, but most of them are gone, uh, doing other things or decomposing. Okay, Elephant's Memory. If you are a Beatles fan, you know Elephant's Memory. They were featured with John Lennon on the album sometime in new york city from 1972 and i've played them on the show before and the song i'm about to play was from the movie midnight cowboy carly simon was in elephant's memory when they formed and she had provided some of the arrangements and written some lyrics for them but they never ended up using them because she left the group they recorded with john lennon they recorded with chuck berry i'm going to play you some of the chuck berry that they did with him but uh Let's play some. Let's play some elephants' memory. See how this goes.
2: The Crossroads of the Stepping Stones Older than the oldest pebble in the winding streams If you can find it A place for good dreams Just to get away. I once went to the crossroads of The Stepping Stones I met the boy who spoke in tones That were as young as time I'm so glad to see me Singing in rhyme? Sound far away.
3: How do you do, sir? You please come along with me, and I'll show you the way to another day. If you want to be free, come on along with me.
2: Take my hand, and I'll take you to the promised land.
4: I said, I'll
3: stay just as long as you'd be so kind.
2: As to invite me the crossroads of the stepping stones. Loud underneath the glassy waters of the winding streams. We'll A place for good dreams. Just to get away. We went back to the crossroads of the stepping stones. The dragon. that place music go bits Won't you come along Well, I'm glad you could make
3: it Now if just step this way Let's see if we can find him again It's not very far Just around the bend over here Yeah, I can see we're getting closer now Ah, there he is Look at that smile Yeah, I wanna make it feel good. Yeah, he's waiting.
2: Is the leader of the world Yes, she is Think about it Mom
4: is the leader of the world
2: Think about it Do something about it We make her paint her face and dance won't be a slave and say that she don't love If she's real, we say she's trying to be a man While putting her down with the ten- children and then we leave her flat be being a fat old mother and we tell her home is the only place she should be then we complain that she's too unworthy to be our friend
0: This is Gilbert Neal. This is D sides, orphans, and oddities on WHUP FM, Hillsboro, North Carolina. So that was Elephant's Memory, more than you can stand. That was Running Man from their from their album Angels Forever from 1974. And before that was their misunderstanding fundamentally of the blues when they backed up Chuck Berry on his the title cut of his 1973 album, Bio. And before that, uh, two songs from the John Lennon solo album from 1972, uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, uh, talking about Ireland and all that stuff, must have been important because two Beatles released singles that year. Well, not singles, but um, wrote and recorded songs about uh, that particular incident. Paul McCartney, of course, uh, recording my love about it. And uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday was John Lennon's uh, uh, entree into that political realm. The whole album is just one big political complaint. Before that, woman is the nigger of the world. And uh, I didn't hear, I don't think they came out with a single, but I uh, can only imagine what Casey Kasem would have said. And before that, Mongoose from 1970, and a funky tune there. And before that, Crossroads of the Stepping Stones. Now, if you if you go back and listen to that, You can really hear that Carly Simon did arrange that, and particularly the woman's parts. And you can really hear her singing, although it's not her. And before that, of course, Old Man River, one of my favorite songs from the 60s, bar none. I I just love it in uh, Midnight Cowboy. That's uh, another great movie. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. So that's Elephant's Memory. Uh, I, I forgot to tell you about Shadana. Another thing is that they opened for the Grateful Dead at one time. They opened for the Mothers, Mothers of Invention. They opened for the Kinks. And opening for them at one time was Bruce Springsteen um, who won't come won't come to North Carolina because of that. Because of his memories of opening up for um, Elephant's Memory. No, Shadana. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay. <sighs> When Apple Records was going crazy nutso, when everybody was suing everybody else, I know, well, George Harrison and Ringo Starr just got sick of all the business. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to deal with it. And they thought that they could do a better job of with Apple. And they actually contemplated buying it for a little while. But they didn't. But Ringo had had his own record company in the works since 1970. There was a production company that he formed And um, a publishing company and all sorts of stuff. Uh, But the record company itself, Ringo Records, never had any releases with his name on it. He didn't really have much to do with it. It was just kind of a business thing. And he lost an awful lot of money doing it. Uh, His taste in music, I don't know if he had anything to do with the signings, but one of the Stranger Records was uh um let's see if I can reach reach it here let me see this Do you recognize that voice? Think Monty Python. Do you recognize that voice? Oh, by the way, this is WHUPLP Hillsborough. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is our two of D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. That was Dirk and Stig with... King Ganguly which was um, actually in my wedding vows and also my name is a dancer but more importantly Dirk and Stig do you know who Dirk and Stig were think about it of course they were in the um, the Ruddles movie the uh, Eric Idle put together this uh, great movie a parody of uh, Beatlemania the history of the Beatles and um, Dirk and Stig were Eric Idle and Ricky Fatar. <clears throat> the uh, guy who played the George Harrison character, singing this song, and it was released on Ringo Records. Didn't do anything. Of course, why would it? But anyway, that's a weird little uh, weird little uh, offshoot, little weird little detour that his career took. Anyway, Onward. Those were two records. Uh, the one before that was Bobby Keys with Gimme Dat Key. Um, pretty good dance funk, reminiscent of uh, Average White Band. Not bad. Uh, There were some other songs I didn't play because they're they're just kind of dull. Anyway, speaking of dull, these are some uh, artists who released records on the Dark Horse label, which was owned by George Harrison. Of course, he released records of his own on Dark Horse. And um, he was known as the Dark Horse of the Beatles because nobody thought he would be successful when they broke up. But, of course, he was enormously successful. And he was my favorite Beatle. I think he knows that. Anyway, let's hear some. Now.
2: I never was a mean man, I never was cool, I never hurt no one, not even the fool, but oh, you really got me at it. You really got to me,
5: yeah. Go oh, along with you baby, but you hurt my song. 嗯<音楽>
0: don't honestly know what that was i programmed it but i don't know what that was isn't it weird but it sounded to me like shankar family and friends uh and that's what was before that with their single i am missing you the first single off of dark horse records that was not george harrison i believe it might be the first uh in toto as they say the studio's empty. It's just, yeah, it's the first one ever, actually. Um, Shankar Family and Friends with I Am Missing You. Well, that's one way to make sure that they never come back. I kid, I kid. This is Gilbert Neal, this is D-Side's Orphans and Oddities on WHUP-FM 104.7 and WHUP-FM.org on the old internets. Will you let me know that you listen to our show and you like what we do? I'm on the Facebook at D Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. Of course, you can always visit our website. And I, myself, am at gilbertneil.com. Do you know what I did today? I choked down disappointment, just like you did. But another thing I did after I choked down disappointment, my friend Solis and I shot a video for one of the songs on my upcoming album which will be released on July 1st the album is going to be called the mayor of estes park and it will be my fifth record album set of songs I don't know what to call them anymore they're not CDs but they're something but we recorded a video today for the single here at the station because aside from having a neat set of microphones and boards and stuff like that it also has a very long very uh atmospheric hallway so you'll i'm sure you'll see it along with the hundred or so people who saw my last video but we're just getting the wheels in gear to do some promotion and things like that trying to transcend the norm trying to do better this time around this fifth time i know you're gonna like it i know you are but that's what i did today um so i didn't have I went home and I walked the dog and I did not bring my phone with me. So if you're trying to reach me, you're, you have a request or you want to say something snarky about some of the songs that I've been playing, I deserve it. I am hurting you. I know I am. But uh, you can email me or you can do it on the Facebook, uh, stuff like that. <clears throat> but I want to hear from you. I want to know that you're out there and it would mean a lot to me if you would give me a little feedback. Let me know how it's going. So before that, uh, I am missing you. We heard uh, from a group on, on uh, Dark Horse called Stair Steps and a song called Posado. Stair Steps is significant because before that, they were known as the five stair steps. And they had a big hit. Do you remember what it was? Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. That was the five stair steps. And then uh, something happened. They reached puberty. All of them did it once. I don't know. And then they recorded on Dark Horse. Isn't that weird? Anyway, the lead singer for The Stair Steps went on to record a solo album, also on Dark Horse. And then I don't know what happened. Before that, a band called Jiva and Don't Be Sad. Uh, Before that, Attitudes. The Attitudes. Ain't Love Enough. No. Ain't Love Enough was recorded by a band called Attitudes. Uh, Of note, because it included David Foster, who ruined Chicago, Danny the Cooch, Korchmar, and Jim Keldner, the drummer, always a favorite of the Beatles' uh, solo stuff. Um, And these three powerhouses recorded this album called Attitudes on the Dark Horse label. They recorded another one called Good News in 1977, and then they became... I don't know. I don't know what happened after that, but I know that David David Foster, as talented and as Canadian as he is, got his hooks into that Peter Cetera and everything changed for me. And before that, Henry McCullough. Yes, that Henry McCullough from Wings. His, his solo album um, was called, I think, Mind Your Own Business, and uh, the single from it was You Better Run, or the first song on it was You Better Run. So Henry McCullough, who was in Wings in 1973, 72, 73, recorded a solo album in George Harrison's label. Isn't that weird? The miscegenation just blows my mind. The rest of my show is going to be Otis Otter stuff. I hope you like it. I sure will. And I'll talk to you in a little bit. I'll be here for you. Who's there?
6: Listen. One, two, three, four.
2: look at your man, you'd be surprised what you might find.
1: sein vor schwir
2: Did you know that cigars or cigarettes keep well when frozen and then stored in their original box and dropped into freezer bags? Now you can remove small amounts as needed or desired and that man of yours will think you're a complete wonder when they're so fresh.
6: Tiny, yeah. how old are you? Four. And what song are you going to sing for us? The baby. Okay, sing it out. commercialism of the sponsor and the innocence of the radio audience, we find a delightful creature called a disc jockey. Disc jockeys come in assorted sizes, weights, and colors. But all disc jockeys have the same creed to fill every minute of every hour of every day with records and commercials and to protest with noise their only weapon when the last program is finished. And the radio sponsor switches his interest to television. Disc jockeys are found everywhere. Radio stations, golf courses, advertising agencies, underneath, inside of, climbing on, swinging from, running away to, on top of... Oh, smoky. Mothers ignore them. Little girls don't understand them. Older sisters tolerate them. Adults? Heh. Heaven and the advertising agencies protect them. A disc jockey is truth with a script in its hand. Beauty with a bloodshot voice. Wisdom with the cut of the profits. And the hope of the sponsor with a frog in his throat. When you are busy, a disc jockey is an inconsiderate, bothersome, intruding jangle of noise. When you want him to play a beautiful melodic record, his brain turns to jelly or else he becomes a savage, sadistic jungle creature bent on destroying his hooper rating and himself with a brass band playing into an echo chamber. A disc jockey is a composite. He has the brain of an adding machine, the ulcers of a banker, the persistency of an auctioneer, the diction of a train announcer, the subtlety of a meat cleaver. And when he has to put a record on the turntable by himself, he has five thumbs on each hand. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. He likes free albums, swimming pools, Dixieland records, Cadillacs, money, sponsors in their natural habitat, free passes, and the girl across the street. He is not much for music, song pluggers, other disc jockeys, the sales department, engineers, and the girl across the street's husband. Nobody else is so early to rise or so late to supper. Nobody else gets so much fun out of old joke books, loud records, fan mail, and females. Nobody else can cram into one half hour so many commercials about soap, falling hair, toothpaste, deodorants, non-skid tires, and a large chunk of unknown substance. A disc jockey is a magical creature. You can turn him off your radio, but you can't turn him off your neighbor's radio. You can get him out of your mind, but you can't get him out of the air. He's a bleary-eyed, syrup-voiced, fast-talking bundle of noise. But when you wake up in the morning with only the shattered pieces of your sleep and dreams, he can make you wish you'd never been born with the two magic words, (laughs) (laughs) Good morning.
7: He must be what, in your early 40s now, if I remember. You were born in June, or was it May? Eisenhower was the president, although it may have been JFK. Yes, going with, no, that's not fair. I know I have been the very best of dads, I'll hold my hand up there. But the reason that I'm writing is I'd like for us to meet, get a little daughter-dad action going soon. We could put things behind us, eat some pizza, drink some beer. You, you still see your sister Lemley? Bring her to a side. I'd like to explain, but I can't, so let's keep things neutral, stick to topics that won't bug us. How about this? Let's choose a book, and we'll read it before we meet. Then we can sit down in a restaurant, have a look at the menu, and talk about it while we eat. See, if we never had a problem, then that's what life would be like. Easy, uncomfortable just pretend that the past didn't happen. I don't really like thrillers as well. I don't want to know if I've got grandchildren. No need to tell me where I went wrong. I don't want to know what happened in your thirties. You want to try Cold Mountain? Nor is that too long.
3: Years of silence